Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Money Healing Podcast. I am your host, Nadine Zamot, ushering in a new money healing movement through this show, my one-on-one coaching, and all the programs that I offer. My mission in life is to help you transform your life through money healing so you can create abundance, not just any abundance, but the yummy, fulfilling kind that enriches your life and your soul. Follow me on Instagram at Nadine Zomot and subscribe to this podcast to get your weekly dose of empowering content that offers a new perspective on money and practical guidance on how to start healing your money wounds to transform your reality here, now, today. Hello and welcome back to the Money Healing Podcast. I have been getting the same question over and over and over again from listeners requesting that I talk about this million dollar question. How do we open up our energy to receive? In other words, how do you manifest? How can you change your financial reality from one of lack and scarcity to one of abundance without all the hustle and all the hard work? And I'm not going to lie, I have a shitload of things to say. So consider this as part one of a very long and very overdue conversation. So stay tuned for part two, three, four, etc. And feel free to hop on my Instagram to continue this conversation in the DMs because I love it when I hear from you. So this is something that I don't do often, but... I'm going to start with a rant. (laughs) I am not the ranting type, as you know, but I do have a few things on my heart that I need to talk very passionately about. My dear, using your credit card is not bad, but your credit card is not your sugar daddy. And I start this podcast episode with this because I have seen so many people walk through my Zoom (laughs) because they have put themselves in debt because they simply misunderstand manifestation. I'm talking about thousands of dollars worth of debt, like thousands, like over $30,000 worth of debt because they just thought that they're going to manifest more. That's what they've been taught. Charging something to your credit card is not manifestation. I am not anti-manifestation. I am not anti-credit card. I use mine all the time. But what I see in the manifestation world, and this is what is being taught out there, no blaming here and not throwing shades on teachers, but this is what's happening out there. Teaching and coaching on manifestation without knowing anything about how finances work. They understand money as an energy, but they don't get the strategy that is behind money. The thing is, though, to manifest our desires in this material world, we need to work on both aspects, the spiritual aspect and also also the material, the the, the 3D aspect. We have to manage both the spiritual and the practical sides of money. And... Please, there is a difference between manifesting your dream trip or your dream car, your dream home or your dream kitchen or whatever, and just charging it to your credit card. I say this again, your credit card is not your sugar daddy. And the other thing is, yeah, so 
when you successfully manifest the money that you desire, then what? You know, what you're not taught is how to manage this money. Some even say that it doesn't matter, that you don't even need to learn how to manage this money because you could just manifest more, spend it, manifest more. This is one-sided, it is unholistic, and to be honest, it's immature, okay? So the other part of my rant is I put a poll out there in one of the business groups that I'm in asking about their, like it's a general question, asking about their go-to resources on money healing. And guess what I got? All I got was resources on manifestation. That cracked me up because money healing is not manifestation. Manifestation is simply being open to receiving and it is a result of money healing. Okay? (laughs) So, to be absolutely clear with you, like, or honest with you, because that's all I am, I'm just a big ball of honesty, manifestation has become a buzzword And the emphasis on how active this process is has been lost in translation. Manifestation is an active process, okay? And here's my personal take. My definition of manifestation is simply opening to receive. Manifestation is an active process of creation. Not all abundance is created equal. Okay, here's something very important. We talk about manifesting abundance, but abundance, it's not all created equal. We need to be very specific on what abundance means because all the material abundance we are creating is affecting our planet. Okay, so we need to be very clear on manifesting fulfilling abundance. And by the way, little secret here. This is why my new program that's going to, I think it's, it might be open opening for enrollment in July or August. Stay tuned. It's going to be called Creating Fulfilling Abundance. I just bought the domain name and I'm working on it. Um, it's a very detailed program on money healing and financial empowerment and how to manifest the fulfilling abundance that enriches your soul. Um, And I'm working on this with my guide, so way more on that later on, but just like giving you a little secret. But I just wanted to give you this rant in the very beginning, just so that we're on the same page. And now, (laughs) I would love to teach you how to open your energy to receive. Are you ready? So grab your favorite beverage and your journal. Um, your favorite pen, and let's get started. Rule number one, you cannot receive into a full cup. What does that mean? It means that if your life is cluttered by things that you don't want, activities, events, expenses, things, um, I don't know, like just books, things that you don't use, that you don't want, You cannot receive into a full cup. You need to start decluttering your life. You need to start differentiating and being very discerning with what is serving you and what is not serving you so that you can create space to receive. That is a very basic thing that I teach everyone. It's very important to make sure that you have space to receive. The second thing is I would like you to take a breath, take a beat, and actually listen to what you want. Get quiet, 
to receive your next step. Get quiet to listen to your inner guidance. Personally, my inner guidance communicates with me very loud and clear. It does sound like my own voice, like it's not like this, it's an external voice that speaks into my brain or my whatever. It sounds like my own voice, but it sounds way wiser and it gives me this slight tingle in my body. When I feel this slight tingle, I start listening to what's happening and I'm like, oh wow, this is really wise. <laughs> this is when I know I need to pay attention. And I know that I'm on the right track when I feel flowier, when I feel like I'm in flow, I'm like going with life and it feels really good and everything I'm creating feels really easy, like I'm in easy world. And the most important thing is when it feels unurgent, okay? So when you feel this urgency, know that it's not your inner guidance because your inner guidance or your inner wisdom will never make you do something that is urgent. Obviously, getting out of danger and all that, that's your instinct. But I'm talking about like when you're receiving wisdom, it's not urgent. It's not making you feel less than. It doesn't shame you. It doesn't poo-poo you. If, it, if, if the voice is sounding like this, this is not your inner guidance. The other thing that I know is if I'm acting on an inner knowing or my inner guidance, I don't have any doubts about what I'm doing. It's unshakable and unquestionable. Just like when I changed the name of this podcast, I received the inner guidance and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> cool. All right. That makes a lot more sense. So I didn't, you know, I didn't ask people what you, what they thought. I just knew. Um, the other thing I want to talk about here before I jump onto um, the third rule, and <laughs> it's not a rule, the third thing I would like you to learn Taking action is the key, okay? And if this is something that you haven't done before or you don't have much experience with before, you have to start small. Don't like reach for the star straight away. Don't like just have like crazy ass dreams. Go small just to start strengthening that relationship you have. It's just like a friendship with anyone. You know, you meet someone, you start small, you hang out a little bit, and then you spend the whole day together. So it's pretty much like taking it in doses. So start acting on these urges and nudges, but in small steps, and start experiencing and experimenting with it and have fun with it, okay? So Every relationship takes time to build and trust, and this is one of them. So follow the small hunches and the urges, and also appreciate the small miracles, because miracles are everywhere. And whatever feels in alignment and flowy, even if it creates small, teeny, tiny, mini, micro manifestations, celebrate those. And here's something that helped me a lot, and it's unconventional, but hear me out. Pay attention to what you are jealous of as it holds hidden messages about your desires or what you need to heal. So conventional wisdom says don't be jealous. However, I guide my clients to take advantage of their jealousy. It's not bad. It is a human thing. We all do it. I think even Arby gets jealous. So it's not just a human thing. <laughs> It holds hidden messages about your desires and what you need to heal, which brings me to point number three, do your healing work. So what I said earlier, that attracting abundance 
comes after the healing work. You know, when I was talking about like doing a poll and everybody's like, yeah, here's my resources on manifestation. I'm like, no, y'all, you need to do the healing work first. Money healing comes before attracting abundance. Okay. So this is something I can talk about for like hours, but let me just try and be concise here. So you know how the law of attraction talks about being detached from whatever you want to manifest? So there's like being attached, being unattached and being detached. So a lot of people talk about like, you need to like, just set it and forget it. Don't like be too attached to attached to it. Otherwise it won't happen. And I had spent years in shame because for the life of me, I could not detach. I cannot be unattached from whatever it is. Oh, actually unattached is not the right word. I'll tell you why. It, I cannot be detached from what it is that I want to manifest. After doing my, my work, after diving into my wounds, it became clear to me, clear as day, that of course I cannot detach if I have an anxious attachment to everything in the world. Duh. <laughs> so just detach is not going to work with you if you have attachment wounds. If you are someone who has anxious attachment, you will attach in unhealthy, un helpful ways. If you are someone who has avoidant attachment wounding, you will be too scared to take manifestation seriously and you will be completely unattached and it won't happen for you. Okay. This is why healing comes first. I want you to create and receive and attract from safety, from empowerment, not neediness or a desire to be saved. And here's another thing to consider. Sometimes we misunderstand guidance. You know how we were talking about inner guidance. We must understand guidance or intuition for a trauma response. Again, I want you to create from a place of regulation and alignment, not as a trauma response, because you want to prove something to yourself or whatnot to somebody else. See, here's the thing. I talked about this in um, an earlier episode called Rule Number One, Never Settle. So, what I often see is, I've done it before, and I see this with clients all the time. They're working on attracting something, what something I call an inauthentic or a simulated trauma desire. So an inauthentic desire versus an authentic desire is when we are wanting something for reasons to satiate our wounding as opposed to as for like for the bigger purpose of our soul. Okay, so to um, I, I want a million dollars to prove my dad wrong. I want to like have the biggest business in the world because I want to be the best. Like these are what you would call like an ego want. And I don't really talk about ego much because it's not like my, um, what I believe in is very different to that. However, like if it's something that you want for the purposes of proving something to you, not for a higher purpose. It is what I call an inauthentic desire. And guess what? The universe will give you what you need, not what you want. <laughs> okay. So if um, you're trying to manifest something and it's not, not working for you, be very honest with yourself and no shaming here. Is this an authentic, true desire from your soul? Or are you wanting this thing to prove something to yourself or others? Okay, meaning like, is this something you want for your soul's evolution, for your good, for the good of others? 
Or do you want it just to prove something? Do you want it just to feel good about yourself? Do you want it just because you want it to save you? Like a lot of people want to manifest a really successful business just because they subconsciously want their business to save them. Okay. Sometimes people want to manifest something just because everybody else wants that thing and not because they want that thing. Another reason why I emphasize doing your healing work is because I want you to learn how to hold space for negative feelings. Because whoever tells you that when you're doing your healing work, you will never have negative feelings ever is lying to you. Okay, so learning how to hold space for these quote unquote negative feelings, learning how to process them, learning how to not shove them back into the shadows is a very important part here. But one little note, side note, I'm not saying that you need to be completely, totally, perfectly healed in order to manifest. That is not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is sometimes when we misunderstand the law of attraction that says, you know, try to stay in positive vibrations or high vibrations and positive feelings because what you feel is what you attract and you cannot hold space to or process these negative feelings, you will start feeling ashamed. You will start wanting to like bypass, like when you start shoving these feelings aside because you don't want to be negative and attract negativity that is when you start emotionally and spiritually bypass. And I do not want that for you. And also holding space and knowing how to process your negative emotions is so important for your growth because knowing how to navigate them will teach you how to listen to the wisdom that is embedded in them. And also, here's the damn truth. Negative feelings are a part of life. And life is going to present you with obstacles. It's not because the universe hates you. It's not because God hates you. But it's because this is the nature of things. And sometimes the universe gives you what you need and not what you want. All right, step four. Now, this is when we get into the juicy bits. Conjure up the essence of what you want to attract and show your subconscious you are worthy of receiving. Say you want to attract $1,000. I recommend that you ask yourself why you want to attract this amount until you get down to the essence and the energy that you want to manifest through attracting this sum of money and start generating this essence. Say, I want to attract $1,000 and it's because it will make me feel free. It will make me feel freedom, okay? Start generating this energy, the energy of freedom from within you. Yes, it is active. Like I said earlier, this is an active process. This is Law of Attraction 101, easy stuff. But the thing here that I used to get caught up in is that Sometimes you feel like shit. <laughs> Sometimes without the thing that you're so wanting to manifest or attract, you feel like lack. How are you going to attract abundance when you feel like lack? In other words, I'm going to ask it in a different way. What can you do today that will tell your subconscious that you are worthy? This is not a trick question. This is a question that has an easy answer. Start with what you have now. Start treating yourself like a queen with what you have. 
P.S. I don't care what gender you identify with. Just treat yourself as a queen. So what I mean is take the time to pamper yourself. Take the time to nurture yourself. And don't you tell me you don't have the money for it. If you have hot water, go take a luxurious bath. If, you know, give yourself five minutes to give yourself a nice scalp massage. Curl up with a cup of tea. Watch your favorite movie. Nurture yourself with the resources that you have. Generate the essence of what you want to attract and see how the universe will meet you where you are. The misconception that the universe will meet you halfway or that you need to do all the legwork is not right. My personal experience, and it has been proven to me time and time again, that the universe will always meet me where I am. Even if what where I am is like 5% of the equation, the universe will come and give me the 95%. Now, the last thing I want to talk about today because I don't want this podcast episode to be too long. And what I want to talk about today is something no one talks about, and it's manifesting into a solid structure. Meaning, imagine you're trying to manifest the most beautiful antique furniture into a messy, moldy house. Will that work? No. It's the same if you're wanting to manifest abundance in the form of money. Get your finances sorted. Like I said earlier, you cannot receive into a full cup and you certainly cannot receive and maintain abundance in a broken cup. Your finances don't need to be pristine, but there needs to be some clearing of the cobwebs. There needs to be some financial confidence that is going on to send the message that yes, you can effectively and efficiently handle money because you're efficient at handling the little that you have now. Therefore, you are capable of handling more. Imagine it as practice, you know, say like, oh, you know, I always hear this. I only, I don't have enough money to start managing it. Take it as practice, (laughs) like a dress rehearsal for what is to come. Money is a creative energy. It likes dynamism and flow, not stagnation and disempowerment. And don't you misunderstand flow with an encouragement to spend. That is not what I'm saying here. Spend it all you want, but don't say you're spending it because you heard me say money likes flow. Flow isn't about spending. Flow can come with making more of it and aligning it with empowerment, purpose, and confidence. And that brings us to the end of today's segment on how to um, receive. I hope you found this useful. Please leave a five-star review and a little little blurb in the review section. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that will really help grow this show. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for your support. And I will see you next week. Bye for now.